This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Today's episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast is sponsored by TCG Player, your source for all your trading card game needs. Use our link in the description the next time you get your cards to help support the show. Today's episode is also made possible by our Patreon subscribers. If you want to support the show directly, head over to patreon.com forward slash the mind sculptors and you can become part of the Sculpty family today. Or if you don't want to do any of that, leave a like and comment on YouTube or review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts as an offering to Algorithm Jesus. I do, I do want to get some, like, crowd uh, thoughts. Mm-hmm. Because I got a, got a comment on our Power Rankings episode that I don't... I, I mostly just want help understanding what thought this means. Um, and it says, low finishes should affect... This is in response to our Power Rankings episode last week. Low finishes should affect a deck's ranking. Everyone just jams the best decks. Fringe decks can do well when the other players have no idea how you win. I don't know what that means. Um, it, I feel like it has some idea of what it's trying to say, but like I, I've read this at least five times. And every time I've read this over the past like hour, because I got this like 45 minutes ago. I have read it and just gone, I do not understand what you're trying to get at with this. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the statement itself is not inherently confusing. I'm just like, it feels like it's meant to be a critique of something that we said, but I don't understand what it could possibly be in reference to. Yeah. <laughs> at least to me, and look, I'll be honest and, and expose myself a little bit here. I've not seen the power rankings video yet, mm-hmm. but I will. Um well, it's, you know, if if just to spoil it for you, this is first. I put Rogsai higher than Ian did. Whoa. That's true. Does that mean, Ian, with your current trend of playing non-meta decks, you'll be on Rogsai next? <laughs> is that why you rated Breaking it low? news. <laughs> Downplay it so it's acceptable Ooh, in your wheelhouse. I'm, I'm clipping that one later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my goal has always been to make it to Instagram shorts. That's yeah, where you're going yeah, next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like that statement starts off with one point that like, mm-hmm. uh, if a deck does poorly in a tournament, it should be rated lower. Like if, if, yes. Like yeah. a very small percentage convert, even if one goes mm-hmm. on to win, if 90% right. of those decks does poorly, 
it the two be ranked statements very apart from the, the the two sentences if you don't read them together exactly make plenty of sense it's the combination of the two <laughs> that really confuses me and just the seamless transition from one to the next yeah. there's no there's no connector there it i mean which, which kind of makes it not seamless but it, it feels like i'm yeah. missing something right so they're really yeah. this is gaslighting you this comment is gaslighting you it's, into thinking that uh you're the crazy one have you just, they wanted to give you something to think about that you couldn't figure out for like yeah, three yeah, days yeah. it's yeah it's actually it's it's a, an attack from competitors just to so we're so psychically damaged by this one quote that we can't <laughs> be productive for the rest this of is the actually week. just playing with power like a burner <laughs> account that ryan made yeah that's to what like fuck us up. Really needs to do they need to <laughs> really come at our numbers here at the mind yeah i know we're the yeah. ones cutting into their numbers uh, <laughs> oh my goodness welcome everybody to the mind sculptors podcast uh i am of course, the Callahan is medicated, and uh, my co-host is uh, the Doctor Pooh himself. Hey, Ian, have you yeah. taken it upon yourself after getting roasted in our comments? Mm-hmm. Listened to Doctor Worm yet? I don't know what you're even saying. We had a whole, Jesus Christ. There was a whole bit. We talked about this, right? Yeah. We had a whole remember. bit, and you don't remember. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so I no was idea. singing Doctor Worm. Yeah. By, uh they might be giants. Uh, oh, but that's instead, right. We did talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Doctor Pooh instead of Doctor Worm. Yes, and I do. Ian didn't and know and what I that will was. remind you that that episode I had quote I have an hour between clients and also I haven't slept well in three days. <laughs> so I will. <laughs> <laughs> so the job is in between now and Chicago to listen yeah, yeah. to one. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe two minutes long song. Mm-hmm. Uh by a 90s band so that's a, that's 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 your homework yeah um, listen two <laughs> minutes is a really long time to do that's something dumb. that's required of you mm-hmm. that makes it so impossible that's like that's an entire game minutes. in itali <laughs> you say we that have the, the add crew <laughs> honestly <Yeah>. though <laughs> you say that though but you did like post a picture on twitter the other day mm-hmm. of like a turn one mm-hmm like board state with a tolly yeah, yeah. and it was, it was turn indecipherable one mm-hmm. yeah it was, it was my turn one nas that i ripped off of wounded satellite stack yeah for sure <laughs> yep I, every time i see you say something or talk about this deck more and every time i look at the list because i get uh messaged from people asking for the list because i've mm-hmm. talked about it a lot yeah. um is <laughs> Every time I look at this list, I'm just like, God damn it. I'm going to have to build this list. <laughs> it is like it's becoming my like new uh, deck Roman Empire where it's like back when the day where I was used to be like, oh, I don't want to play anything but Winota. And I'm just like, now I've tasted the Dino Turbo. I don't really want to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Phyrexian oil, man. It gets mm-hmm, under your mm-hmm. skin and then it mm-hmm. just infects you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you might have heard them already, but uh, two wonderful people are joining us today uh these are two people in the community that i think are some of the cream of the crop some of the best people Mm -hmm. that are out there right now and uh i'm just very (laughs) glad that we get to have them on this week and that is from eminence gaming and god i'm trying to think of everything that you're involved in max you're involved in so much shit but uh our good friend max Max, how are also, you doing? Uh, rebranded oh. recently to topdeck.gg. Yeah, yeah, yeah top, topdeck.gg. I've uh, been a part of that and judging and working with them since their inception. 
Yep. Um, I do stream for them occasionally every Tuesday night and play CDH. Uh, if people ever want to do something else on Tuesdays, they can <laughs> laugh at me making misplays because I'm not used to playing online. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been a part of the CDH community, going to a lot of events, running them, doing all the things. Um, yeah. yeah. Fellow Thrasvile enjoyer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, if you look at Thrasios Vile on uh, EDH Top 16, I'm like half of the results. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's untrue. Um, yeah. Also joining us is a dear friend of Seth, one of the uh, premier judges in this format. Did, am I correct? But you recently just went up a level as a judge. Actually, I went correct? up two levels i oh, will shit. never so be at level, level three because i skipped right over it uh to level four in the the new judge foundry system but thank you yeah yeah um uh so i am really excited to have you guys on because both of you are part of the group that is developing the uh multiplayer um mtr and ipg uh the addendum document that is used for competitive EVH events. And uh, this is something that viewers of the show would know that I have been advocating for for a long, long time uh, and have been yelling about into the void uh, for years at this point. Um, So it's really exciting to have you both on. And so I think going into this conversation, let's let's I'll start it off like really simple is because I get this question a lot in the comments, and so I know that this is going to be uh, inevitably posed, is what is the MTR and IPG anyway? Max, you want to take this one? Sure. Um, so the MTR and IPG, it's uh, Magic Tournament Rules and Infraction Procedure Guide. Uh, it basically gives us a standardized guideline of what a Magic Tournament should look like across the board so that a player anywhere in the world who's playing magic and going to tournaments should know exactly what to expect and should be held to the same rules. And it just, it creates a general idea so that players are never blindsided by rules and uh, can prepare themselves accordingly. Yeah. I I want to say that if, if you go and you play a board game at a friend's house or any game, wherever you, you know, the rules for it, right? Like that's a thing that you should do before you start playing. This is a thing that I tell all of my local players. And I'm telling you who's listening right now, the same thing. Read these documents, whether you're playing in a standard league or the next regional championship or or a CDH tournament, whatever it is, mm-hmm. read the MTR and the IPG. You don't have to memorize it. You don't have to know it at, to any great extent. But reading it, knowing the rules that you are held to when you go to a tournament is important, especially because even if even if you don't know what you're doing, you're still held to some tournament shortcuts that these rules mm-hmm. present. You're still held to, you know, not fucking up. Can I curse on this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. This is, um, this is the home for cursing on the internet, as I like to wonderful. say. Uh, that's, what the, that's what the H in Mind Sculptor stands right. for. I don't know. Um, yes. turn off but yeah, the read, read those documents. It'll help you. Uh, it'll <laughs> up your percentage points. You'll know what you're doing more, and you'll be able to call out your opponents when they do something wrong more often, and it'll yeah, that usually you- ends up... Uh, returning the game to a proper state. And one of the things about it too, that I think people, I think we kind of take this for granted, but it, it's something that I think is really important is if you've ever played at a Friday night magic, or if you've ever played in any sort of constructed tournament or standard, modern pioneer legacy, whatever, 
um, they are all operating off of the the same document, off of the MTR and the IPG. They are two different documents, but um, they are functionally uh, a combined set of rules. And mm-hmm. what it does is you know that no matter if you're playing Legacy or if you're playing Pioneer or if you're playing Modern or Standard or what have you, you know the experience you're go- you're getting yourself into mm-hmm. and you know the expectations that are being laid out in front of you. Yep. Um, yep. And I think that is really important to establish because like, you know, like even if you haven't read it, a lot of people, you, you still kind of know more of the MTR and the IPG than you actually do. Because if you've ever been to these, you have experienced what it is, you know, the time limits, you know, how turns work, you know, how, uh, like, uh, what is it? How Mulligan procedure works, how, uh, you're not supposed to don't, offer opponents things for wins things like that like you know those rules going in and and also it helps like not having to have the conversation that i've had with several tos over the past years of the question to being like we've solved this like issue three years ago why are we still dealing with this stuff now Mm -hmm. right like i've had that conversation too many times as a a cdh grinder right like it is just so frequent that there are just much issues especially now that larger tos are starting to adapt um, you know, into CEDH, right? And and larger groups are starting to like put these things on it. It will help to have a universal system that says like, this is how we've been doing this. It's been working. And also it appropriately adapts to the nature of the format, which is multiplayer, right? right? And I think one thing that I, I also think is, is a relevant question to ask you guys too, is who is the the governing body? Who is who kind of comes up and, and runs the... Uh, just the MTR and IPG, the like straight up, like the the tournament rules as they stand. So that that comes from Wizards. Wizards has the the one v one MTR. It has a mm-hmm. little bit of multiplayer stuff in there, but it's not really uh, built for if that. I recall, it's two-headed like giant. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like two headed giant, right? Which yeah. by it, it's still a head to head, but it's technically multiplayer by right. certain definitions. Um, Bring back two at a giant pro tours. Uh, do not bring back two at a giant. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like hell on every judge in existence. Just moaned in agony. I, <laughs> there was, I think, there was one pro tour and one GP that was two at a giant, and uh, thankfully they were well before my days. Um, but the yeah, so Wizards has a committee. Um, one of the members of the rule, uh, the Commander Rules Committee, is on that uh, that group, which is Toby Elliott. Um, he's yep. the one who is kind of the most public figure for this uh, because he puts out the the updates. And, and so he writes, you know, we changed this and here's why um, yep. that, that's a, a, an important role. Um, but yeah, they have they have a group and and, and these documents uh, get edited. Like I said, there are policy updates. They, they change every once in a while. Uh, and sometimes mm-hmm. those changes are minor, like uh, uh, changing a little bit of the wording for uh, something like deck problems so that it, it fits uh, more situations um, and sometimes mm-hmm. the changes are pretty major like turning drawing extra cards which was an old penalty where if you drew an extra card you got a game loss um, into what we currently have of hidden card error where if you do something involving a a, a card who you, you may do something wrong that can't be solved by information that both players have right so like you draw an extra card or you uh 
look at the top seven cards with collected company instead of the top six, mm-hmm. something like that. That's hidden card error. And that doesn't come with a game loss anymore, which is great. It, it, we have a new tool to fix that. Um, it's, it's very funny because when I started uh, my judge training and uh, when I like first started as a judge, it was right when that was that rule changed. So I very Dang. vividly remember this rule because I was training in tournaments where both of those rules were applicable and it was a hard thing to like wrap my brain around initially. Uh, but I, I vividly remember this, this time. Um, yeah, that uh, pin that because that feeling, I think we'll get back to later in the show. If I, if yes. I have any sort of, <laughs> uh, of future site, uh, it is, it is that we'll come back to this feeling yeah. of inconsistency. Um, yeah. But yeah, Wizards, Wizards runs it. They change it when they deem it necessary. And, and that's why they're official, because they come from, from the head. They come from the source. And it's also, so I, I think this is another thing that's interesting, too, is because it comes from Wizards, uh, there's a degree of accessibility, would you say, Max, where it's just like easier to get a hold of. Yeah, there's uh, plenty of resources. I think uh, most often I reference the annotated MTR and IPG, which is just a project where they break the it down into like digestible like statements mm-hmm. and give plenty of examples and everything. But like, it's very accessible to the general public and always like very easy to thumb through searchable and all that. Yeah, if right. you're running a sanctioned tournament, you're doing it through WPN and part of your kit that the mm-hmm. WPN provides you are links to these documents. You have to run right. things um, the way that these documents say that you will in order for your tournament to be sanctioned. Those are guidelines at the bottom of the MTR. Like you, your rounds have to be 50 minutes. That's the rule. Um, you have to, uh, you have to have a judge who is separate from a, a player in order to sanction event. And your, your uh, TO can't be playing in the event either. Stuff like that. They're that make the tournament that keep the integrity of the tournament. Good. Uh, yeah. For lack of a better word. Yeah. So then let me let's transition then to we move over and now we're talking about the MTRA and the IPGA, uh, which for kind of layman's terms is the uh, the multiplayer MTR and IPG, uh, yep. I think, is probably the easiest way of, uh, you know, uh, discussing it. And so the when we compare these things, what is this? that you guys are working on uh, for like the, the MTR and IPG. So essentially we want a visible and easily adaptable way for people to run multiplayer competitive events that take the existing rules that we have for 60 card and bring them to where they make sense in the more complicated Mm -hmm. board states that we have in CDH and the different social dynamics that we have. I have been working on this uh, pre-Monarch documents because I was running competitive EDH at uh, my local game store before these existed. Mm-hmm. And just the feeling of having like hundreds of dollars of prize on the line and looking at somebody and being like, well, this is very <laughs> awkward because this situation doesn't work really well here. And giving people like these... <laughs> I've done some interesting fixes uh, across the years to <laughs> yeah. to make things yeah. work just without the guidance. And uh, the last two years have really shown that there is a huge demand for these types of events. And mm-hmm. 
I think uh, as that demand grows and grows, it needs that consistency in order to be sustained. Otherwise, people are just going to get frustrated by learning their local game shop rules and thinking that those rules apply everywhere and then being hit in the face with <laughs> these either harsher or softer penalties and, and procedures, right. um, depending on what store or region they're in and what they're where they're playing. Yeah, like the difference between having an entire tournament match shafted because someone got a game lost and gets booted out of the game versus like the turn skip system that's been adapted is like yeah. it's th that alone like illustrates how much these, these changes are really needed, right? Yeah. Well, and, and Max, you hinted at something interesting there, and this is something I'd like to kind of point uh, like uh, dig out a little bit more is you mentioned the 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 monarch uh, kind of time working on this stuff. So what is some of the history behind the multiplayer MTR? Because this has been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, as far as the monarch documents, I was not involved in those. Seth, Seth worked on those a little bit. I know mm -hmm. he contributed to them um, before that even became a thing. Like before I knew monarch was like a company that was running CDH. Um, I stumbled on them for by accident looking for solutions for my local game store. Mm -hmm. uh, and spoke to Libby a bunch and that was like right before they put the document out um, which obviously it wasn't perfect but I really appreciate all the groundwork and everything that they did to start it did a lot of really essential stuff right it, it started breaking the mold and showing that it was okay to change these things to adapt to this format um, and really it definitely paved the way for what we're doing today yeah um, but even like before that I'm in my local game store like <laughs> gluing things together to make, yeah. to make things work. Mm -hmm. The first time I told a, a table, Hey, you shuffled your hand into your library. Well, show your deck to the table and let them pick all of your cards. Uh, <laughs> the, the faces of like shock on, on everybody's like, <laughs> we get to give this person six basic lands. Mm -hmm. Incredible. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, we've, we've gone through a lot of changes for sure um, to get where we are. Um, and, CDH has definitely improved because of it. And that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Seth, I know, uh, and Max just kind of talked about this was that you did help contribute to the, the Monarch document. Um, how, how basically has, what's the, kind of the, the growth pattern and the differences between kind of the experiences? Because I know like for somebody like me, I'm, I played a lot under that rule system because that was kind of the predominant prevailing document in the community for a while because there really wasn't anything else. Um, what are kind of the big shifts and changes from that to kind of where we are now? So the, I honestly not, not uh, a ton as, as far as I've seen it there are some things from the Monarch days that, that didn't make a ton of sense, like uh, the, the time limit in the round didn't change very much, um, and their, uh, their unflexibility with tardiness uh, was a little bit tricky. And then they didn't have some guidance on some of the, uh, the questions that a lot of players have, like how do I, what happens if I git probe you? What can I tell, can I show the table these cards? Or like, mm -hmm. if I have cards in my hand, can I show it to my neighbor? Um, and the Monarch documents didn't have a ton of guidance or they were uh, not aligned with um, with uh, some philosophies that players had. So uh, but a lot of a lot of what we have is built on that. And I I mean, you know, the, the, this is a constant process of iteration. So like players, yeah. we, we run tournaments and we say, OK, this is working. And so we build into policy 
and that's and you get documents from that and then you run tournaments with that policy and you say okay we need to tweak this and we're refine this part and own that edge and it's like you're uh you're shaping this this unhewn stone into a nice streamlined form that that works for for the players for the tos for the judges um and for the format because all all of those things need to be balanced in order for policy to be good um you want to make sure that you're keeping and and we we really believe this that player experience um feasibility of implementation and mm-hmm. philosophical consistency i think are our three big pillars for uh for these documents and and in order for them to be successful i firmly yeah. believe that all of those need to be um mm-hmm. as i said before balanced um so yeah, it, i think that's like a really important highlight there is like those three pillars right like you want your players to be having a good time you want the tournament organizers to be able to put these things on right because if not then who's gonna help the players have a good time right and then that that last part is super key too, like consistency right so if if at the end of the day you go yeah players should be able to exercise x y or z condition right like then the next thing that comes out you shouldn't be like yeah but players have a little too much of that x y and z right like that's not <laughs> you know people start to not have faith in your document if, if things like that come out so mm-hmm. i think those are really interesting is, is the the pillars and probably the best ways to be like lining yourself up for success keeping that that idea in mind of like every step builds towards the same goal you know? yeah yeah you know it's interesting uh Seth, you and I had talked about this a little bit yesterday, and uh, I think it's a very poignant thing where in Commander, there's a lot of emphasis on the spirit of the format, right? And the uh, philosophy behind the format and uh, how it came to be. And so I think that it would be, uh, you know, important to maybe talk about the philosophy behind this uh, document and like those pillars more and and what they are and how they shape the decision-making y'all make. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas. Sure. Um, the there are a, a bunch of of key things, and philosophy is is tricky because we aren't as organized. I, I am not as organized as the RC is. I do not have the the philosophy of this document written out in here's key one, here's key two, here's key three. So like right. the those three pillars is is pretty much what I've got right now. For these are the things that we're working towards. For me mm-hmm. personally, I, I want to make sure that tournaments remain uh, open to everyone and and safe mm-hmm. for everyone. And, and we're all in agreement with that. And we've made changes to our documents to uh, or to the policy in order to, to facilitate that a little bit more. We want to make sure that they uh, that players are incentivized to play as much as possible. This is what I was talking about with you, Ian, um, mm-hmm. and I'm in full agreement with that if if 
if we shape things in a way that it makes sense to not actually play magic, then that's not good. Um, <laughs> uh, we want to make sure that tournament integrity is is upheld. Um, and, and that's just kind of a baseline for any policy document. You know, can't let players be bribing each other or um, uh, doing or gaining advantage from penalties mm-hmm. because that all of that upsets tournament integrity. Uh, mm. Players who who infract like the, the person, if I mess up, I shouldn't be able to gain an advantage from that mistake. Just to mm-hmm. get there on that. Um, those are, those are kind of the, off the top of my head, the, the things that I'm keeping in mind every time I, uh, am, yeah. am trying to come up with a solution to a problem or, or, and honestly, most of the time that I'm writing policy, it's not about coming up with a solution to a problem. It's about codifying something that we're already doing in a way that makes sense. Um, yeah. I said this, yeah. uh, I think in a Twitter response, but I see this, this document that we've written less as here's a totally new thing and more as a, here's how we've been doing it already. Let's take that desire path that that tournament organizers, players, and judges have been walking on and pave it. Mm-hmm. Right? Make it here. Make it so that when another judge comes up with, "Hey, this situation happened. What do I do?" Uh, there's an answer because that's the consistency that we're looking for, and that's the that, right. you know going back to that drawing extra cards, hidden card error thing. If you're going between tournament to tournament as a judge or as a player, it's really confusing to be like, "Okay, at that one, this happened, but at this one, mm-hmm. that's going to happen." Yeah. Um, and that mm-hmm. makes the format harder to to break into as a new player. It makes it harder to judge because you have to be remember all of these different things that different mm-hmm. organizers are doing. It yeah. um, it, it just ultimately had, makes it less friendly. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was just no, going to say, I literally had judges over the past year who've been like, yes, in another tournament that I recently was at with you, <laughs> uh, it would work this way, which, you know, I'm not going to make a comment while I'm in the building about which one I agree with more. Uh, but currently at the tournament that we are at, it works this way. Sorry. You don't have to quote <laughs> me without saying my name, Ian. It's okay. No, no. It's, it's just, actually not you, just you're you. You're actually I'm, not the only one that said that to us. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I I'm, I'm assuming we are also calling out Baldi with this because uh, that's absolutely <laughs> something he would have said. I will not put I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, that is one of the things that I think, and this is something we've talked about on the show, I think people who remember the episode we talked about uh scg cincinnati was Mm -hmm. one of my primary complaints is the inconsistency between events and i think that is and i think one of the things that top deck does that is very good is they create that consistency but uh it's still like you know not everywhere right because not Mm -hmm. everybody's working through that same system not everybody's using their you know in their circuit not everybody's doing that And so that's part of why I've advocated so hard for this. And so with that, you know, Max, when we look at this one big part of consistency, right, is widespread adoption, because otherwise, you know, if nobody's using the document, then, you know, we can talk about it all day. But if nobody uses it, then it doesn't matter. So what is like the biggest hurdle and what is kind of the road path to getting widespread adoption for the addendum? Uh, Visibility, for sure. Um, and there are a number of people in the community that don't believe this is a format still. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, they're able to, to believe that that's fine. But, uh, at they some are point, just like, factually incorrect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like people want this and like, even yeah. like people want to play magic. They were going to play magic how they want mm-hmm. to. Uh, 
Hmm. We're providing a consistency for that. So I think the biggest hurdle is uh, visibility and acceptance of some people who are slightly old world thinkers um, who are not accepting of, of new policies and ideas and concepts within magic and, and magic rules. Um, yeah, back in my day, we didn't have planeswalkers. <laughs> right. uh, <laughs> you but, were the planeswalker. <laughs> exactly. So it's like we need to, I think education is probably one of the most mm. Uh, necessary things is yeah. that we need to be able to reach organizers and people who are running these events and yeah. give I, them this information and show them that this is like a way to be consistent with everything else that's around you. Not just like throwing your ideas at a wall of what this should be and, and letting it stick or not. Um, I think it would be more successful overall for everybody to be on the same page yep. um, and pick these I, up. But I was finding funny when people like, Point back to, and this, this, this happens straight up in like regular ass politics nowadays mm-hmm. too, right? Like people to like point to the constitution, right? But you, you point to this original intent for commander, right? And it's like, well, yeah. And, and, you know, all these things apply to the game but at the same time, like when, when the original intent of these things was being created, uh, you couldn't sit down at a table and have Saruman battle Megatron, right? But like that is, <laughs> yeah. that is not the commander we are playing nowadays and there's Fortnite in your card game. And so like, we have to realize that it is currently the year 2024 and we have to be able to adapt. Right. Listen, and I, I agree. And I've definitely noticed that like, once again, a lot of those old figureheads, um, you know, we won't call out specific organizers and things like that because I don't think that's very productive, but, um, th- there has been a lot of backlash from that. in, in the sense of like this, this very condescending attitude towards multiplayer magic in general. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, you know, I even notice it as, as a creator who goes to, 60 card events and things like that, where people will definitely make comments like that about like, Oh yeah. Down to us all the time. Right. right, Yeah. We're playing a real format over here and stuff like that. Right. And, and so while I don't think that is a mass majority of people, we have to realize that, you know, at a certain point, wizards started focusing on commander as the main format that they pay attention to. Right. So Mm -hmm. like if there is a uh, competitive adaptation of that, that this was inevitable and it's here and there are dozens of tournaments. We, I mean, we went from, once a quarter having a tournament to I literally have three weeks between a tournament and I'm like, Oh my God, this is the biggest gap I've taken in so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's insane. Like that transition has happened over the past calendar year. And we've got to recognize yeah. that that's we're, we're in a very different space. Now I, as a tournament grinder could technically go to a tournament every weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you and, could be uh, online every weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. on, on that, it's not just uh, talking about widespread adoption. We're not just talking about adoption by these big TOs who are running, you know, yeah. b- maybe big 5k plus mm-hmm. sized events, uh, but also mm-hmm. adoption by the small stores who are running their weekly CDH events and mm-hmm. um, yeah. have a judge who is making great choices, um, but is also might be reinventing the wheel. And we want to yeah. help reduce that, yeah. that labor too. Um, so not just spreading it through TOs, but also through judges. And we have, uh, it, we're also in the judge world in a weird place because with judges, with the old judge program ending pre-pandemic and Judge Academy taking over, judges were splintered already because they mm-hmm. were in two different places. And then now with Judge Academy, uh, <laughs> kind of uh, no longer <laughs> having uh, wizard sponsorship mm-hmm. and and other organizations taking its place, there's also more splintering. Um, and it, so it's very funny because uh, speaking of that, that because mm-hmm. I, I am an L1 and I've been looking at doing my L2 for like a while and then uh, Judge Academy uh, like did like stopped being the, the main one and stopped mm-hmm. getting uh, accredited. And I was just like, I have no fucking idea how I would do my L2 now. So I'm just like, all right, whatever. Um, 
So that's, that's a different but, podcast, and I'm happy to talk. That about is a that different too. podcast, yeah. but I, I, it, it's very funny you said that because I've been thinking about that for like weeks, actually, because I've been like, ah. um, but yeah. So like, I, I and I, I think this is something to that I've kind of talked a lot about, and I, I kind of want to address more because i i have done a lot of local i think max you and i share this mm-hmm. where uh i predominant amount of you know a lot of people know me for doing like the mlc stuff but a lot of my cedh organization comes from organ organizing at the store level um a lot of what i have done was spending you know years developing a cedh league at my local game store in Lincoln. Uh, and, you know, there, all of this stuff that we're seeing now, I went through those iterations when I was running that league, right? You know, you go yep. through all of these things because you are kind of feeling it out because there isn't anything. And one of the things that I always get is, okay, well, how does this impact the locals? You know, how does this impact me? I don't play in tournaments. I just play at my locals. Like, how does this like this is something that I think is also very important is like, I feel like these rules can have the ability to be useful even outside of CEDH, to be helpful even at a casual level mm-hmm. when you're trying to organize your Friday night commander nights. You know what yeah, I mean? Even, even look at like an event like Commander Sealed, right? Like no one is under the impression that that event is a CEDH event, right? That is a extremely casual event, right? But they have had multiple instances, I know, like because I've gone to them where they've been like, yeah, I don't really know how we even interpret this in multiplayer. Uh, and then like another so, judge will come and be like, I between that same judge staff, they will not have the same idea what to do, right? And then like on that, so, we, you asked before, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Max, but you asked before what the MTR and the IPG are. The, the IPG is the infraction procedure, we, we, and we talked about that. The IPG applies to both regular and competitive events. The, the mm-hmm. first part of the IPG is the JAR, and that's only for judging it regular, and then the second part mm-hmm. is for competitive. Um, but the MTR is just everything, it, it, and it's like what you're saying. There's this super basic stuff in there, and things like what time limit do we use for an event? or, right. or And then there's also stuff that's in the MTR um, that overlaps with the comprehensive rules that aren't addressed anywhere like if you're doing two-headed giant commander how much commander damage or how much infect infects actually covered or what life totals do you start at um these are questions that i don't believe the documents provide answers to the the infect one they do but commander damage and, and life totals they don't um and i had to when when doing this at a magic on at vegas in 2022 we were running this event and no one had an answer for this and i had to message somebody on the rules committee to be like Hey, how would I need as official an answer as possible for this question? Um, that's and, crazy. Yeah, just <laughs> that's like actually exist. insane. That, yeah. that is like a solution you had to go for because that is not a fun fact, a solution that everyone has access to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, the only thing I wanted to add to that is like, as much as these documentation, this documentation can help for like the the MTR side of it. Um, I wouldn't advocate for applying a lot of the fixes for regular because these are intended for competitive. These aren't Mm -hmm. intended to be used at regular REL and like the jar for something that's run at regular like Commander Sealed. Uh, You can still apply those fixes. They're a little weirder and you might like need to play with them just a touch if you're doing Mm -hmm. something like that. But um, 
philosophically, I think it's better to apply those in a casual setting, like at your weeklies or yeah. at a sealed event or something like that. Like, I, I don't want you to go turn skipping a player in, in locals because sure. their, <laughs> their deck was yeah. marked because they used the sleeves from last week. Um, I, I think it's much more like this is for competitive events. If you're running a competitive weekly every week, that's at comp and you have a judge enforcing this mm-hmm. fantastic. I think it's great practice for larger events, but yeah, um, make no mistake that this is not meant for every single CEDH event. It's just meant for the ones held at a competitive structure. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess my point is more to the same in the way that like at Friday night magic with standard F and M, right. You're not going to get, you're not going to lose a game because of marked like a marked sleeve or something like that. Right. Like, or unless it's like a, like maybe that that's a little bit more to the discretion of your like LGS, right. Depending on how bad it is. But and I, I think similarly, that's kind of how I would view these in that environment. Um, mostly the existence of them being there is to give some structure and some guidance to uh, LGSs and to uh, the people who are the judges at LGSs to have any idea of okay, here's this really weird board state. How do I unfuck this? So yeah, that's, um, that, that's more of how I, I view it. Um, but I also do agree with you, Max, that like, yeah, by and large at, at regular, there's, there's two things. It's either you're educating the player or you're Mm -hmm. removing them from the venue. Um, that's really, that's it. That's yeah, like if, no, you're, if it's, you're not teaching them what they did wrong and helping them fix it for the next time, you're kicking them out because you think it's malicious and they're bad for your environment. So, and like, I don't think there's a space for in between and in, in regular, really. Yeah. Um, maybe like, there's corner cases, but yeah. it's like, fix that's, it. That's and move on. I've never ever thought about it like that, but I, I guess that is 100%. There's, there's really that zero to 100 excellent. No, that's literally there. how I yeah. was taught to. Like, that is, um, so I guess the 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 kind of last thing before you know we as we kind of get towards the end of this um what are like the biggest misconceptions people have about you know whether it's tournament cedh or the mtra and like all of that stuff because you know you guys deal with this a lot you answer a lot of questions what are some of the biggest things that uh people misconceive that you would like to kind of address I think, sorry, I'll let you go in a second. I, this is short, I think. Um, as far as people misconstruing this format, I think they don't realize what we test for because uh, it's not the same as 60 card. It's 60 card, you're pitting pure skill against pure skill and like there's some element of bluffing, um, but that's not necessarily the same here. Uh, we're literally testing for your interpersonal skills along with playing magic mm-hmm. because you have to be able to read a table. You have to be able to work with or work against your opponents effectively. And it, it just adds that extra layer that I think our it's document survived. starts to <laughs> enc- encompass. Yeah. Then that's the, the one of the main differences for our documentation is because we have to make these changes because we're testing for a different skill set, not just because we want an easy fix for, for whatever this game state is. It's because like the objects that we're looking to get you to do in this game don't function the same as they are in 60 card. It, it's mm-hmm. more than just a different format of the same game. It, it's really an evolution of its own section of magic. It's almost its own game to some extent. You know to, what I mean? To, and like yeah. How- it's an entirely, it's a very different rule set. Things interact differently. Um, 
but you could say that about two headed giant um, also, because that has a lot yeah. of really, really weird rulings and effects, but um, a lot of the two headed giant stuff comes from it being best of one, uh, which right. we have to deal yeah. with as well. That's another thing that, that makes yeah. us different. Um, I, to, to add on to that before I, I say the other thing that I was going to say, um, this, th- th- that is another thing in the philosophy that, that we keep in mind is that, yeah. Um, when you enter a, a CDH tournament or just an EDH tournament of some kind, that's that competitive uh, to be showing up with a you know CDH deck. And uh, that's a, another discussion of what letter you put in front of EDH to, to classify all these things as. Um, but when you show up to this tournament, you're not showing up to prove that you're the best at drawing and playing cards. Uh, right. That is not right. the, that is not your goal. And if, if that is your goal, then you might be at the wrong place. And I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that um, the, the goal, I mean, sure, you could also have a goal of, of like having fun, but um, the a goal to win a CDH tournament, you're trying to show that you are the best at, at yes, drawing and playing cards, but also at manipulating your opponents to mm-hmm. do what you want and to fight against each other. Um, and that's that's the social aspect. That's the political aspect. And that is an inherent part of the format. And that is something that we have to keep in, in mind when we're writing these documents. And that's why I mean, they I can't I be know the same people... as the 1v1 document. I know people roll their eyes every time I bring it up, but there's a reason I draw the comparison to Survivor because Survivor is very much in that same way where you are actively working with and against your fellow competitors like at any given moment. And so it it is while obviously it's not an easy one to one comparison, it shares a lot of the same social elements. And I think when it's a lot easier to compare it to that than like tennis, right? Like. Uh, like 60 card games feel a lot more like, you know, the the Williams sisters going at it uh, mm. than it does, you know, the best season of Survivor you've ever seen. And like, I feel like those are the, the they're both competitive, but they're testing different things. And I think right. that that is, you know, it, like in Survivor, you have to be able to do the challenges. You have to be relatively physically fit to do that show well and be able to do, be competitive there but you also have to be able to know how to talk to your opponents know how to maneuver those social situations and i think that's the thing that sets edh apart from the rest of magic is that social element um so what uh i have i have three things the first is when you mentioned the williams sisters we all saw ian's like screen light up because he had he was googling williams sisters right we that wasn't no, just we'll me get out of here <laughs> um, <laughs> on. Can, hold on i'm gonna I, I, maybe you guys haven't seen this i'm gonna throw the red flag i'm gonna do the progressive replay on this one mm-hmm. uh, i anybody else watch for, watch uh, sports here i, <laughs> I did see that that event on sunday Okay. I, okay. I am a I'm a white man from Massachusetts. Of course, I know what tennis is. <laughs> <laughs> As the only one here wearing a sports jersey, yeah, that's probably yeah, yeah, accurate. Yeah. Um, the, that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, one of the sources that we that I drew and and I think some of us also drew inspiration from were uh, other games that are have multiplayer aspects. So like mm-hmm. Catan, I, I've judged Catan tournaments, um, and they have built in in order to to make their multiplayer uh, codified to some extent, they have a code of conduct built into their rules. And so they say, if you're not following this code of conduct because you're interacting with players poorly, you're out. That's it. Sorry, you're Mm -hmm. done. Um, And so having elements of that into our policy, I think is important. 
That's the second the, thing. The don't be an asshole clause. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> Will Wheaton DBAD, yeah. Um, I would really love it if we could put the don't be, just just very blatantly, just don't be an asshole. That would be a it, great addition, honestly. It's in there. We we just say it as a little like minor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the thing about magic is that there is, as far as I know, uh, there are other games with very comprehensive rules and policy, but there is no game that has, one, built it from scratch, uh, like magic has um yep. and two mm-hmm. is as comprehensive as we are and you can't be comprehensive when it comes to to policy when it comes to just interaction of people because there's an infinite number of ways that people can interact and mm-hmm. there's close to an infinite number of ways that cards can interact and i say that as a math major yeah. with the full knowledge of what infinity is um but the, you could still build almost all of them into a comprehensive set of rules so policy documents are exist to create buckets for you to fit things into where they most likely fit or the way I think about it is you have a policy and it's going down one of those old like gold sorting uh, river things. You know, when you were a kid and you like shuck out uh, like silt. Yeah. You, you know what I'm the talking thing. about? Like we're going back, back to 1849. Back, yeah. 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 back out in San Fran. Exactly. You're all as old as I am. 300 years old, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we back were all in, there for the California gold rush for sure. <laughs> you, you take this, this infraction. Somebody did something wrong. The game state is fucked up. And you move it down the line. And does it fit into this bucket? No. Okay, we go down the line. Does it fit into this bucket? No. And then there's, you know, a catch-all at the end of GRV. And does it fit into that? Uh, well, not great, but we can work with it. Um, and and so then a judge with one tooth gives their ruling. <laughs> yeah, that we're all paid in gold. That's how we make it work. <laughs> Look, hey, uh, to any TOs out there watching this, if you want to pay me in gold next time, I'm fully down. Uh, yeah, gold, uh, anything, yeah. Gold bricks, we'll take it. <laughs> but while, while I get to be on, on a pedestal, or you know what, I'm going to take out, uh, I'm going to be on this, uh, on this platform, I'm going to take out a soapbox so that I'm on a, a, an even higher platform, just for a second, and I'm going to say, REL does not mean anything without a, a thing before it. If you say that a tournament is at REL, you're saying nothing. And you're saying it's at <laughs> rules enforcement level. Just, just yeah. to, while, I, while I can be on a soapbox, REL, you need competitive or regular or professional, but we're not there yet uh, for CDH at least. Um, you need something before that. All right. And that's, that's the soapbox moment. I'll, I'll put it um, away for now. This was me yelling about Underworld Breach a few weeks ago. <laughs> I, I like the idea that you, someone comes up and he's like, yeah, what, what type of rules are we at? We're, oh, we're using rules. And it's like, no, cool. Which ones, though? No, it's rules. Yeah, that's rules. That's, that's the we're making it up as we go rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As, it's as, the Barbie thing. It's like he works at beach. Yeah. Yep. That's that's exactly what beach. I hear whenever somebody says that. And I try to be as prescriptivist as little as possible. But it just that's my yeah. that's that pet peeve of like, mm, <laughs> all right, cool. Let's. uh Yeah. Let's um, let's rules. Let's go. Let's rules. <laughs> I we're, think- we're using magic rules. You can't play as many lands as you want this time. <laughs> Zeus go burr. <laughs> I can put any card from my hand face down. It's my inkwell, right? Yeah. Uh huh. That's how it works. Um, <laughs> talking about cards for mana. I, mm-hmm. I look if Worldnet were legal. No, not Worldnet. Uh, Sovereign's realm. We buy cards from the middle, right? Like that's yeah. we're we're using ascension rules to play magic. Um. um <laughs> Talk God, to me about other ways of playing magic. I have, I have ideas. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the misconception that I actually want to bring up uh, real brief, if we, if we was on that topic still, of course. Um, is that uh, you can judge CDH the same way you can judge a, a 1v1 tournament. Um, and that's a, that's a tough one because it's uh, largely the same. You're still enforcing the same comprehensive rules, but there mm-hmm. are not, there's not two people at the pod. 
there are at, at a table, there are four people. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, just as a judge investigating from all four people is important, making sure that all four people get heard, you know, regular judge customer service stuff. Um, but mm-hmm. also knowing that it, when it's 1v1, something that benefits one player uh, is going to not benefit the other player. But when it's a four-person pod, like what you were talking about before, Max, giving somebody all st- or six basic lands if they commit a particular type of error, sure, it's going to make them not able to play the game for at least a little while, but it's also going to affect the rest of the pod in, in a pretty detrimental way. Or like what Eden was saying before yeah. with... If, if somebody's game lost, then the, then that's, you know, net good for the other players. That's not necessarily true. And I say that, you know, as a Tivit player, like I want there to be four people in the pod mm-hmm. at all times. And I try to do what I can to po- politic. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Esper forever. Um, I want to politic so that uh, life totals stay relatively even like uh, I imagine team or pirates players do as well, because that's mm-hmm. an yep. important part of, of the deck. Um, and so oh, yeah, in CDH, yeah, straight up conceded at sorcery speed when I was playing Tivit at a tournament, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like that that times even hand and everything. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that and that's also shit. something that you have to build your deck to, and and like n- have play patterns and and, and understandings oh, in place yeah. uh, to be able to to work around to, to some extent too, because we can't we we don't build policy based on any specific cards or commanders. That's just not mm-hmm. something that we have that we it makes sense to do. Um, but the the knowledge that these this four person thing is is imbalanced. Um, by one player being eliminated or being uh, shackled in some way so that they they can't participate um, is is important to keep in mind and is I think a misconception that a lot of judges and players both have that mm-hmm. necessarily giving an infraction um, balances things when it doesn't and in, in another way when we think about customer service something that's uh, makes it easier for one player, like a customer service thing for one player might be bad customer service for the other three players. Um, and that's an important mm-hmm. thing to, to keep in mind too. And that's a different balance mm-hmm. than good customer service for one player is bad for one other player. That's different than yeah. good for one, bad for three. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just all of those, you know, kind of common sense distinctions from when you go from two people playing to. Four yeah. 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 Seth. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling like I might need a judge. Uh, well, I'm so glad you brought that up because something that I think players don't do enough is call for one. I love it when a player shouts judge as loud as they can and keeps their hand in the air until the judge gets there. It's the first step. Um, and, and then I get to help them. Um, be, and, and whether that happens at the table in front of everyone or away from the table where, where nobody can hear what you're saying except for me and you know whoever else is behind me but importantly not the players at the table those are both excellent ways to fix a problem whatever that problem is and if you're worried about fallout from that problem or pushback or politics mm-hmm. talk to me away from the table we yeah. can handle it in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. blow back on you that's really important and Which please the, yeah. call us we'll solve it and i've had like a lot of people like over the past few months like try and be like critical of things that have happened uh in like stream games and stuff like that and i'm like there's a reason i like go out of my way to call a judge right and like in a lot of those situations it's like it because there is zero ambiguity when like a judge is involved or if Mm -hmm. especially if those things need to be appealed right if they're like major moments that happen and like on the streams and stuff like that like these these moments are so important to have things at 100 percent right and so i'll definitely like a lot of the pods also are super understanding they're like hey guys 
look, let's just call a judge, get it nice and cleared up. And then that way there's zero questions. And everyone's like, yeah, I do like the idea of there being zero questions, right? Like no one wants to end a game with a giant asterisk because they're like, well, we did a shortcut, but it really effed me later on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Especially in that scenario where like you, it's a really basic fix. Oh, you just have to take this card in the graveyard and put it on the bottom of their deck or something. And then like six turns later, they play a Grenzo, uh, not the one that, you know, the black red Grenzo. Grenzo. Um, uh, sure. The, the good uh, and, and now yeah. that card on the bottom of their deck like really matters, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit! Now we fucked the game up. And that's yep. like a pretty innocuous example. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to fix a problem when it's like you know you broke your arm and you didn't go to a doctor, so then it healed, but it didn't heal like quite right, and now your arm is like a, a lightning bolt. Um, that's cool, but it's much harder to fix that. Uh, you probably have to so break you're the it. Harry Potter of CEDH. Exactly. <laughs> Don't be the Harry Potter of CDH because that's transphobic. That's the right. moral of this story. <laughs> Adversely hire a judge for your events. If you're running things for significant prizes. Yep. Uh, we, we spend way too much of our time learning these rules so that we can provide for magic players. Like mm-hmm. we, we do provide a valuable service. Mm-hmm. Um, and, stops a lot of feel beds from people trying to fix things themselves or a tournament organizer who might not be on the same, uh, up of the rules and how they work. Yep. Um, yeah, Googling things yeah. is not always the answer. <laughs> one, I mean, in, in kind of to Ian's point with like calling judges, one of the things that I do a lot of, and Seth can attest to this when I'm at events is there'll be a thing where I'm just like, I'm like 90% sure I know how this works, but I'm like gonna double check. And I just like, hey, judge and Seth or Baldy or whoever walks over. And I'm just like, "Uh, hey, if I do or if this is doing X, uh, you know, does that do this or does it do this or how does it work exactly? Because I think I know how it works, but I just wanted to double check. Like that is one of the things where if you have any uncertainty about how something works, just call a judge. Obviously, we, we can't give you like specific like uh strategic information but if you go if i play x will it do x right or will it do y like those are questions that are a lot easier to answer than you know can i do this you know sort of thing like it's yeah it's one of those things but yeah Uh, ask clarifying questions that is one of my three pro tips when you're calling a judge asking clarifying questions and making sure that the judge is giving you the answer that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Usually it's helpful to say, what I'm trying to do is this. Does it work if I do this and this? Um, yeah. that's, that's the first thing. The second uh, pro tip is uh, if you have to ask a question away from the table that is related to something that's happening at the table, maybe you want to say, hey, this player is playing slowly or it's been really aggressive, but you don't want to say that in front of all the, the whole table. Say, you know, I'm 90%. I know how this works, but I'm going to call a judge just to check and then talk to them mm-hmm. away from the table. And Mm -hmm. you you're just asking them about a card in your hand, but it's it's this much bigger thing. And then it also gives the judge an excuse to come back to the table with you and be like, okay, and I'm going to watch and make sure that this happens. And in case any of these other players uh, have questions, and that's a common thing. Uh, That's pro tip number two. Um, And I forgot what pro tip number three is. I'll get back to it. (laughs) Don't be transphobic. That's pro tip. Mm, Yeah, that's pro tip number three. That's (laughs) just general life pro tip. Well, I mean, that's that's why it is in the list, right? Uh, in, in a very timely fashion, I remembered what pro tip number three is, and it's to look at the clock when you call a judge. Like as soon as that game stops, oh, and you yeah. raise your hand mm-hmm. to call for a judge, look at the yeah, clock, write down the time if you need to, yep. uh, because yep. 
the time that it takes for a judge to get to your table and give the ruling, like you can always mm-hmm. get like a minute or two, but especially if it takes a while, um, I, I'm particularly bad at this, uh, cause I have time blindness. I can't see clocks. Uh, that's how time blindness works. Right. Uh, and yes, that's definitely I, not ADHD. Um. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, just, yep, yep, yep. All of that. Uh, but I sometimes forget to look at the clock. And so I'll give, uh, an amount of time that I think is reasonable plus like a minute or two, because I know that I'm estimating poorly, but sometimes I'm estimating really poorly and it's helpful to have, oh, mm-hmm. we actually called you at this time. Um, and right, then I'll be like, right. oh, sure. Here's your, here's your extra time. Uh, and I want to make sure like, it's important that you get the, the same amount of time mm-hmm. that goes for any yeah. format of anything limited to, to CDH. So assess specifically comes to your table. Definitely note the time is what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> and then secret pro tip number four is that you can always appeal. Um, mm. If if you Almost. if this if, if the ruling unless is unless it's a head judge, yeah, unless it's a head judge. But when I'm the head judge and you're you can you can appeal without appealing, which is to say, like you can say, uh, can can is there any way you could confirm that, or um, is there any way I could get it like a second? You could get a second opinion on that. I just want to really make sure it's true. And I personally am, am happy to honor that because I think it's important for the customer service that mm. that is a deviation. That is not something that you get afforded at every event it is in the MTR. Go read that, that if the head judge, that every player is entitled to the head judge's ruling. So if the head judge is the one who comes to your table and gives you that ruling, that's the one that you're getting. Uh, you can't mm. appeal that. But I, I like to provide the customer service. If there's another judge who I can talk to um, in a reasonable time frame, then I, I'll go and say, just to make sure. I'm correct. Let me get a second opinion. Here's this thing. Here's how I'm ruling. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Make sure you yeah. ask for that nicely if you're asking a head judge for an appeal. Uh, snapping back at the head judge is just going to get you a firm, uh, nope, deal with it. And generally, speaking, generally speaking, be yeah. respectful and... Uh, like reasonable with judges just generally. Um, I don't think you even need to maybe restrict that to judges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Just, uh, just maybe be nice to people. Back to, yeah. back to don't be a douchebag. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> insert yeah. bowling for soup song, don't be a dick here. Uh, I, I think, like, in my experience playing this game, that if you're watching this channel, presumably you play too, uh, the, the CDH specifically. If you sure don't play CEDH or Magic and you're watching this channel, I have like a lot of questions. Uh, yeah, uh, but hey, I mean, remember to like, like and subscribe. Like, right? our, our sultry voices are something that just want <laughs> to be listened to on repeat. So don't judge people who just watch this for, for the ASMR. I, I really yeah. do discount the the ASMR value yeah. in the content. Mm-hmm. You're right. 
They, they, yeah. they I think, I think Pal and I are definitely known for having relaxing and not shrieky laughs. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The, the extra we followers. Have a very calming energy here on the Mind Sculptures. <laughs> the extra viewers on this video particularly are following me and Max around. They, yeah. They're just oh, the good. ones who like stalk yeah, us yeah, on yeah. YouTube and like whatever okay. videos we pop up. Yeah. On. Seth is the hottest judge in magic. And that's, that's uh, true. That, <laughs> that is judge canon to be fair. That is. <laughs> is, yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate you guys coming on. It, it's honestly mm-hmm. like the, Seth and Seth and can confirm this because he and I have done this multiple times. I could talk about this shit for hours um, <laughs> because like the, these are the type of things. And I have talked about this for, for hours on and off camera. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I, I believe in the work you guys are doing. I'm very glad that somebody is doing this stuff. Uh, I would love to see Watsi get behind what you are doing uh, so that we can get mass acceptance of this uh, just because it, it ultimately that's that's the easy answer, right? Is Watsy comes up and goes, "Okay, we're going to adopt this," and then that that fixes the the uh, roadblock hurdle, right? Of the uh, of the adoption thing that I was saying, um, and so that is something that I think uh, I I mean I'm going to continue to push for uh, because I think the 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 more that these things become uniform. It doesn't just benefit CEDH, it benefits everybody. Um, and that is the type of thing I like to see. I mean, it benefits, not that Oathbreaker gets played competitively, but if you wanted to, it benefits Oathbreaker. It benefits any multiplayer format that we have these rules in place. Um, so I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys uh, before you're going? Where can people find you? Um, and... Uh, like, how can they support what you're doing? Yeah, uh, you can reach both of us through the MTG, uh, MTRA-IPGA on Twitter or X, whatever you choose to call it. I won't judge you. Um, I will, you can, mm, uh. That's fine. That's not me. Uh, <laughs> you can find me personally on Twitter at TrickBoundMTG or on Discord at TrickBound um, or on the top deck uh youtube every tuesday night you can come hang out with me um heckle me and my friends as we play cadh uh (laughs) usually you can make fun of billy uh billy cork is really he's really easy to make fun of sometimes and then he just wins the game so he puts it back in our face (laughs) um but yeah that's that's uh everywhere i am um but uh definitely questions about the mtg or the the documents would definitely go through our official uh, X account um, we'd be happy to respond there and if you're a judge who's interested in uh, contributing or putting your thoughts forward you're welcome to reach out to us there um, as we don't consider ourselves the final authority on this by by far and I think the more people that we have accepting and working with us uh, just giving feedback and, and general ideas uh, the more conclusive this will be to being accepted by everybody mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um and then I'm Seth and you, uh, I, Cal is going to definitely put in YouTube, like a link to my Twitter up here, maybe mm-hmm. or like over there. <laughs> it's uh, going to be in there. The oh, okay. Down there. I don't down, put anything below. on the screen because Whoa, that would require me to do any yeah. oh, way sure, too sure. much work on the, on the back end. <laughs> All right, yeah, so there'll yeah, be a link I, to, to my voice Twitter. Is sound go Great, down there. Seth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> anything you want on the screen. Yeah. I no, hate it's to not going to happen. All right. Then I'll, I'll, 
so many like, times. I did him a little crown or something. Like, yeah, I've been like, oh yeah, Cal, Cal's gonna insert a picture of my cats right here, and then it'll just be dead air for five seconds, <laughs> and then we'll move on. <laughs> Good bit. I like that. Uh, and I'll I'll bring OBS next time to give myself the crown. There you uh, go. There you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, the uh, so I'm I'm at Seth Arara on on most socials except for some of them where I combine my first and last name and it's Sater S A E R T A H R that maybe will also be in the description. Uh, that's how you can find me on Discord. I am super happy to answer any questions. I will uh, especially about how to become a judge. Cal will talk after this. Um, <laughs> I'll, I will, we'll work on, on codifying our philosophy to make it easier to understand and engage with. Um, yeah. and before we go, I wanted to shout out, um, all of the people who, who I, and we have taken inspiration from, and that's, uh, that's the monarch documents that I mentioned before. That's the, mm. the Portuguese magic judges who have, uh, another version of this that's, that's really organized through, a, a through GitHub. Um, and definitely recommend checking that out too, for other ideas on, on how to make this work. Uh, for SCG because they uh, they have a ton of experience and uh, we've taken inspiration from how uh, their tournaments are run as well. Our missed trigger policy is pretty much directly from how SCG did it, and I think it makes a lot more sense than what we were working with before. From Catan, from Lorcana, all these other games that uh, from Fab even, um, which all yeah. have had a lot of thought and work put into policy, and and mm-hmm. I want them to all. You know, saying it publicly for the first time that this is the all of those places have been sources for for inspiration. Um, And then you can find me at any event. I'll be at Chicago. I'll be at uh, I won't be at Philly or Atlanta, but I'll be uh, at PAX East. Uh, I'll be. Are you judging Chicago or are you just at Chicago? Chicago? I'll be I'll be an area manager. So you can find me at the white stage in the afternoon till the show closes. You, you know just, anything about Seth? You will not find him. He'll be running around putting out fires. Oh, true. Uh, you will not so see true. Seth until <laughs> after the event. Actually, um, <laughs> maybe maybe I'll see Seth if my events are in the white section. But that's mm-hmm. like um, that's true. If you're playing in the CDH event in uh, Chicago, you'll definitely be able to find me at uh, at that event. Me. Cool. I'm playing one of those. Yeah, I think I'm uh, playing Saturday. Thanks. Nice. Please, please you, come and ask us questions. Like I, I want this to be as open an avenue of communication as possible. Yeah. I want people to feel comfortable uh, with, with saying, "Hey, this does this isn't working," or "I expect this problem to happen." Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to make it uh, easier for those questions to to be answered and for people to find answers to those questions if they mm-hmm. have them. Yeah, I'll just get a play mat for the weekend. Ask me about the multiplayer addendum. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, if you are going to be at MagicCon in Chicago, uh, Ian and I will both be there. We are going to be doing a, uh, I believe we're calling it the Scry Sculpty Cinematic Universe Greet <laughs> Meet and Greet uh, <laughs> at noon out in the creator area. You can come see me, Ian, Lua, Tori, the whole noon gang will which be day, there. Cal. Noon on which day? What? You said at noon. Which oh, day? did I what, not say yeah, Saturday? I meant to say Saturday. Noon at Saturday. We're going to be for two hours. We'll be we'll be there. And uh, if you see that mind sculptors thing back there, uh, I'm going to have a lot of those prints available to uh, that Ian and I can sign and hand out to people. So uh, if you wow. want one of those, I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, they were at the last event, so they're going to be at the next event. Uh, I don't. I, I'm trying to think. At Minneapolis, were you officially? 
my co-host of Minneapolis, or are we not taking that jump into the great beyond together yet? No, I don't think we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You were just, you were just part of the, the, the mind sculptor cinematic universe. You, you, yeah, yeah. you know, I, the, was, I was a, a mind sculptor, not one of the two heads of the mind. Sculptors yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny because the mind sculptors and the scry babies, it's kind of like Marvel and Sony, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you can, f- we're obviously the Sony. We, we make the funny stuff. Uh, we make all the stuff people laugh at. Uh, and don't take seriously. Um, and and Scribe uh, Babies makes the money. Is that what you're going exactly. for? <laughs> that, no, that is very accurate. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys uh, so much for uh, coming. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, having Ian, us. Ian, uh, you do some coaching stuff, am I correct? Yeah. Hey, everybody. I do that as a job. You should come uh, get some advice if you heard mentioned. Uh, I am the CEDH Drumming Grinder. Uh, something, something, uh, <laughs> what's, what's the, 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 the short version of the pitch? Uh, what is it? The, the more, most wins on unique decks over the past two years, I think is the, the, the that's, most that's the condensed, the most yeah. condensed version of that, that I can come up with. I think, I think that is honestly like, I, I have more wins with different decks than any other player period. I'm pretty sure, um, ever. So I think that's a pretty good lock-in for for my thing, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's so. still wordy. Um, we still got to workshop that name. It's but, wordy, but that's um, probably the most condensed. So uh, yeah, come 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 get coaching with me. There's a bunch of links that Cal is generous enough to leave in the links down below. You can also find me on my other channel, uh, Comedian MTG, mostly top sixteen breakdowns of tournaments, all stuff like that. So yeah, I will also pitch that Ian is the only coach who has reached out to at least to me for sp- for accurate and timely judge uh, advice. True. So if you want to have yeah, a line great. to one of the creators <laughs> of the document, um, go to, Ian. you can take Ian as your instead middle of, name. Right, instead of directly contacting you, you can go through me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have a lot of money in order to ask me. that. It's actually, it's actually a very reasonable amount of money for the services <laughs> that he offers, especially at the level. I, I have a lot of great things to say about you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Uh, I will have more great things to say about you after you listen to the song Dr. Worm. I wanted to bring it full circle. First, full circle. You know, the more you bring it up, the less likely I am to listen well, to this. Well, the good news so that is, is, is that, that in later. two weeks, we're probably going to be in a car together. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you might not have an option. So <laughs> Repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, with that being said, thank you all for tuning in to the Mind Sculptors. I'm Cal. I'm in. And we'll see you next week.